made known by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And good afternoon. Welcome to the Good News Show here on this beautiful July 13th. I said 19. I'm like 20 years Please off. Don't. 19. Wow. Okay. You were barely living in the 19s, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes, but I do like to hold it over my brother that I was around two years, you know, in okay. that better century. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't get to experience that. Boy, total. Yeah. My, my, my daughter was saying that to me yesterday. And this, and this was obviously we're way off topic here but she said wow you got to live at the turn of the millennium she was talking to my my wife and i and i was yeah that was kind of cool uh you were very young i guess didn't yes. quite get into the whole y2k thing right not not quite i like to think i was but <laughs> we're concerned about the, you know whether the computer is going to be able to you know yeah. handle the new millennium and no. all that all right. Well, welcome, everybody. This is the Good News Show here on KTH 9, 10 a.m. You can see how ADD my mind can get <laughs> when I start talking about the millennium. Yeah, but we got a, a packed show. And believe it or not, the first 10 minutes is really, really important because Cecil and I have so much to talk about. You wouldn't so know much. it. I'm going off on all these tangents. <laughs> but uh, uh, let me just first of all tell you that uh, this is live. And we love when you call. Uh, if you're on topic, you know, we, of course, we got a lot to talk about today, but uh, kind of a interesting theme of art kind of came together. It didn't really, we didn't really intend it this way, but I, I do want to thank Bill Kula. Bill is just such an amazing guy. He's mm-hmm. the director of marketing and communications with the Catholic Foundation, and they have the 15th annual art on the plaza competition coming up. And they're calling out for artists, okay? Now, you've been there. You did an yes. interview with last year's winner, yes. right? Beautiful painting, yeah. Yeah, so and the the deadline is coming up in about two months. And uh, you'll, you'll, we've got two of the, 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 um, uh, the judges who are going to be joining us in the show. And I thank Bill because he arranged the whole thing. He, he even gave me all the questions. So if I ask wow. a question during this and you're like, wow, that was a good question. Hey, <laughs> you know who to give it yeah, to. Yeah, it wasn't me. It was Bill. And you know Bill's listening from uh, Panhandle of Florida right now. Yeah, so that's that right. Poor <laughs> <Very> guy. <loyal. laughs> Poor guy. He's uh, He may not tune in until 10 after when you know his segment starts. But Bill, if you're listening now, God bless you. Uh, so Catherine Wagner and Jim Keyes, two of the judges for the 15th annual Art on the Plaza competition. We'll tell you all about it. In fact, Jim's one of the winners back in 2013, 2014. He won. So he's That's got so a perspective cool. of winning it and, awesome. and now judging it. And so, uh, they, they will be on with us. And also Jen Baugh, who is the founder and national executive director of the Young Catholic Professionals. She comes on once a month, uh, the second, uh, Monday of the month and she brings a guest with her. And today she's actually not going to be on with us, but we have, uh, one of her members, Joshua Atria, who is an artist an architect and a contributing member of uh, YCP to talk about himself and balancing faith and family life. He's got a, a, a baby and he and his wife have a baby and one on the way. 
and I'm sure a challenging professional life as well. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, we'll, we'll talk to him uh, at about uh, 35 after. I'm excited. This is a great theme of the show. I love the yeah. art theme. <clears throat> I had no idea that Jai, all I knew perfect. is he was going to be the guest. And then Jen sends, you know, his bio over and he, she, she said, oh, he's an artist. I said, oh, and <laughs> she didn't know that the first part was going to be talking about art. So God incident. God knows what he's doing. All right. And Cecil, um, let's see. Good weekend. Anything in your life that... Uh, Goodness, I spent a little bit of time on our slideshow for our um, Summer Speaker Series event. My sister and I went on a walk. Turns out, middle of the day, you know, in July in Texas, a bad time for a walk. Our dad (laughs) did have to come rescue us. We walked like two miles and he had to come pick us up because we're like, we're not walking back. Too hot, huh? (laughs) A little too hot, but yeah. Well, yesterday, my uh, 11-year-old daughter, Maura, and my 7-year-old son, Patrick, and I went down to the creek. We went to a creek in Plano and we did a snake hunt. Oh, I saw that video Uh, on Facebook. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. And we caught two snakes. They're they're non-venomous. I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Nobody was in harm's way. But uh, yeah, and my, my daughter did a video of it. But when you're down in the creek and you got all the trees... Covering yeah, you, it's it's not hot. That's it feels that's fine. so true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we did. We walked our way to the lake, so we did like wade in the lake a little bit, which made it more bearable. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so you you tried to wonderfully transition into talking I about did. the summer speaker series event, and all of a sudden I'm we talking about, about snake hunts. Well, we okay, saw turtles, so, so I mean, we could just go animal yeah, theme if we want let's, to. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the summer speaker series event because we do have our first guest coming yes. on in about five minutes. Next Thursday, July 23rd, everybody should know by now, it's not going to be at the Frontiers of Flight Museum because they they they're, they had to cancel all their July events, and we were one of them, and so we're not going to do it there. It's going to be virtual. You're still going to get Monsignor Charles Pope, uh, live stream, uh, uh, a summons to courage. Uh, Bishop Edward Burns is going to be here live at our studio to receive the transmitters of the Faith Award. You get a pizza, mm. you get a book from Monsignor Pope, it's $35, you get a chance to win. Uh, do we have that up, uh, Sam, that picture of the uh, St. Michael the Archangel? Uh, oh, oh, by the way, Sam Cavana is our intern, <laughs> and uh, Diane is here, but she's uh, doing Summer Speaker Series stuff. And so if you go to our YouTube or Facebook or Twitter page, you can see behind the scenes what's going on, and so... Uh, got a couple of raffle. You want to describe yeah. those while I try sure, to get onto absolutely. our YouTube pitch? So uh, one of the uh, things that we're going to be raffling off is this absolutely gorgeous bronze statue of St. Michael the Archangel. Um, and it is like, it's really beautiful quality. And isn't it a $1,500 value? Is that right? Or am I like making that up? $1,500 value? The, oh, the, the statue? Yes, yeah, it yeah, is. It $1,500. Is, uh, it is absolutely gorgeous. We have it in our office right now, so we're getting blessed by it and dry, and right Sam, now. Sam just put a picture of it up on the, oh, the so social media Oh, so now everyone who's watching us yeah. on Facebook can see it. Can, uh, uh, is it going to go up again, Sam? We, we'll both try to put a picture up. And I know this, is, this thing is like a few seconds behind. It is. But check out this statue. And also... We have another package as well. Did you mention that yet? No, I haven't met it, okay. mentioned that one yet. I was about to. So, and our other package is that we're going to have the um, a two uh, two night stay yeah. at the Hilton. I'm going to get the name of the wrong. Uh, the, <laughs> the Hilton Hyatt Regency in San Antonio. Antonio. Yeah, to, um, and it's an absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I was looking up some pictures of it. Absolutely gorgeous facility there. Um, and I think there's like a golf course nearby. There's lots of things to do. Um, yeah, you get around a golf. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's with the package. You get a yeah. round of golf with it. And so that's also a great value you're getting, especially right now because the people, vacations are not happening for everybody. So staying within your state is a great option and you could win it and mm-hmm. go for a beautiful little getaway. Yeah. All right. So anyways, go to our Facebook or YouTube or Twitter page. You can see Sissel and me and St. Michael the Archangel. Uh, and guess what? We have 
a lot of sponsors of this event. And mm-hmm. the, the key thing I want uh, people to do is sign up to join us next Thursday evening, 7 to 8 o'clock. It's going to be really quick, but if you tune in early, Cecil mentioned the slideshow, yes. you're going to see this really cool slideshow from 6.30 to 7 uh, of all the people and all the things that we've been doing at the studio the last year. And it, it takes a lot of work, and Cecil does uh, uh, almost all of it. Uh, <laughs> and it's really cool, though. And we're also going to show a little video at about 5 till. Mm-hmm. Uh, tickets are 35 but you do get the pizza coupon uh, from Efratelli's, and you also get the book, mm-hmm. as I mentioned. Go to grnonline.com. But here's the special news. Because of one of our sponsors who gave us money, a seed money, and they're not able to participate themselves, we have right now five uh, at-home access passes to give away. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a $35 value, and you still get the pizza coupon, you still get the book, and to make it easy, you're going to have to either text me or email me. Uh, be one of the first five. If you want to tune in next Thursday evening between 6.30 and 8 approximately, but really the program's on at 7 to 8, uh, Monsignor Pope, uh, a summons to courage. Okay. So email, you text me 972-757-2990 or email me Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. The first five to email or text me will get free access. Okay. So, so we got a minute. Anything else you want to throw in about the event? Um, Oh, that, no pressure, right, Dave? It's going to be a great <laughs> evening. I think we should stress, Dave, that this is an hour-long event. Mm-hmm. It's going to you can tune in, you know, up to thirty minutes early and see the slideshow where you get to see the highlights of what we've done this year, which is a lot. Um, and then it, the event itself is an hour, so you, it's not like we're completely taking over your evening. And so if you're like, oh, I might have some plans that night, you can still participate in this. So, yeah, because we're gonna get, you're gonna get so much packed into one hour, Monsignor's talk. So. Just going to throw that out there. All right. And Bill Kula is listening. He just emailed me. He said he is listening from Fantastic. God's masterful creation of sand and surf. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Wow, I like that. All right. So anyways, uh, later in the show, Joshua Atria talking about Young Catholic Professionals. Their fall conference got postponed, but it's still on. Uh, and coming up in a moment, as I mentioned, we're going to be joined by two of the judges of the 15th annual Art on the Plaza competition. Okay, Jim Keyes and Catherine Wagner. Jim is also a winner of this, and we'll talk all about it. And if you're an artist or if you know somebody, you're definitely going to want to send them this link because uh, this is going to be a really great opportunity to get your art uh, shown downtown by the Cathedral Guadalupe in downtown Dallas. So anyways, don't want to cut into any of their time. So one minute break. We'll be back with the two of them. And hopefully you as well, right after this. Is the Lord calling you to be a missionary? Hi, Joe McLean here, and the Guadalupe Radio Network is calling for rosary missionaries to join with the GRN in praying for very special intentions. Would you be one of them? Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Together, we can bring the power of prayer to bear on a dark world in need of the light of Christ. Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. 
The Guadalupe Radio Network welcomes the family practice of Drs. Rafino Pereira and Basilico as a new sponsor. Drs. Rafino Pereira and Basilico practice according to the teachings of the Catholic faith and see patients Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. till 4.30 p.m. They're located in North Dallas on Preston Road between the George Bush Turnpike and Frankfurt Road. Both doctors are bilingual, Spanish and English. They specialize treating the whole family in all areas of medicine and invite you to call 972-267-6653, 972-267-6653. All right, we're back. This is the Good News Show. Time flies by so fast when you're having this much fun on the air. The phone number, 877-757-9424. If you have a question for our two guests talking about the Catholic Foundation uh, Art on the Plaza competition, and again, two of the judges, uh, Catherine Wagner and Jim Keyes. Jim also was the winner of the competition, so he really comes from two different perspectives uh, about this. And before we get him on the line, again, I want to thank Bill Kula for arranging this, and Matt Kramer and Cheryl Mansour, and all the great people, Michael George over there at the foundation. Uh, great, great. Um, uh, they just support the this station in so many ways. All right, so here is a little bit from the press release that came out about this. Professional artists across Texas are invited to enter the Catholic Foundation's 15th annual Art on the Plaza competition. You got to do it by Friday, September 18th at 3 p.m. Okay, that's still over two months away. You got plenty of time. This is for an exceptional exhibition opportunity for the winning artist. The Catholic Foundation hosts this unique competition to identify a piece of original artwork to adorn a 28-foot long by 9-foot wide public art wall in the Dallas Arts District for one year. The works must be respectful in nature, as the winning entry will be showcased on the plaza of the Cathedral uh, of Our Lady of of Guadalupe uh, in downtown uh, Dallas. It does not necessarily have to have an overt religious theme, but obviously it must be tasteful. And uh, let me see, I have a little bit uh, more information uh, the plaza itself is a unique 3,900-square-foot public space located at the Cathedral Shrine of Our Lady Guadalupe, as I mentioned. It's located on the corner of Flora and Crockett Streets, directly from across from the Meyerson Symphony Hall. So this is an area where, I mean... Heavy traffic. Th- yeah, thousands and thousands and thousands of people pass by, uh, you know, every month, I'm sure, uh, certainly on a yearly basis, thousands. The plaza is a highly visible location for visitors in the Dallas Arts District. Okay, so you get the idea. This is a cool opportunity for you to have your art displayed. I want to thank um, our guests on the program today, Catherine Wagner and also Jim Keyes. As I mentioned, they are going to be two of the judges of the competition this year. Let me see if I have both of you. Catherine, are you there? I am here. Thank you, Dave. All right. Uh, good. Thanks for joining us. And, uh, Jim, we got you as well? I am with you. All right. Super. And uh, Sam is putting pictures up of uh, Catherine and Jim on our social media site, so you can see what they look like as well. Well, thanks to both of you. And let me get right to the questions. And I know I just asked one of you at a time. Um, um, uh, Catherine, let me start with you. Tell us... Uh, from a, from a judge's standpoint, what is uh, a reason why somebody who's listening right now and is an artist they would want to participate? What are some of the benefits of being a participant in this fifteenth annual Art on the Plaza competition? Uh, so, Dave, I think there are a couple of benefits to artists, and uh, we know that the artists that have been exhibited on the plaza have really appreciated the opportunity. But you know, this is a special year. 
for all of us, an unusual year for all of us. And one of the things that I think is really important to think about is um, looking at the movement right now among artists to utilize their work for social justice and for social good. And that is something that is, I think, every working artist and professional artist right now is has got that as a uh, thought at the front of their minds. And so, you know, just drawing that to Catholic social teaching, um, the plaza, to have a mural on the plaza really aligns with the ideas of, you know, life and dignity of the human person or other um, Catholic social teachings, you know, uh, even, you know, uh, human rights. And so it's an opportunity for an artist to really do good in literally a big way to, you know, to create a small work of art. And then we, you know, we have it blown up so that it's mural size and to really affect the, um, all of the visitors to the arts district and to really take part in what the arts district and arts organizations are doing to create greater good in our community. So that is, that is one. And I would also love to, you know, hear from Jim on this as well, but, um, that to me is forefront right now. Yeah, Jim, let me bring you in the conversation as well. Uh, you're the winner back in 2013, 2014, and now you're uh, one of the judges. How how do you become a judge, and what is your background other than the fact that you won this about seven years ago? Tell us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> sure. Well, I am I am uh, not a professional artist. I noticed the uh, the uh, invitation invited uh, professional artists and regular artists, uh, those who do it for fun to participate. Uh, I, I was inspired in, in many ways. It was a combination of, uh, of things that uh, brought me to the table. One is uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe is a treasure in Dallas. It's the, uh, it was one of the oldest structures in our community, uh, and it right, sits right in the heart of the, uh, of the Arts District, which is also a gem for our community. And so uh, the opportunity to create something that would be on display in our Dallas Arts District and, and, and as part of our lay of Guadalupe, and the Catholic community, was uh, uh, presented a challenge to me. And e- even though I'm not an, an artist, uh, I, I, I will quote, uh, I'll give you a quote. Albert Einstein once said that creativity is intelligence having fun. So um, <laughs> I like, I like that. Think, well, that's what I do. I have fun rather than calling myself an artist. Uh, I like to have a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, that, that's good. Art should be fun and it certainly should be beautiful. And uh, Catherine, art, of course, is subjective. You know, two people can look at a piece of art and one could love it and one could hate it. And it's the same thing they're looking at. Um, so for those listening who might be considering, you know, entering into this competition, can you, from a judge's standpoint, tell us, maybe give them some advice or what you as a judge look for, or what would, you, what would your advice be for them? Right, right. That's, a, that's such a good question, Dave, and you're right about uh, the way that people see art, each bringing our own sort of experiences to bear. But um, some of the things that we look for are, um, really professional execution, and I differ with Jim. I think he is an artist, <laughs> a serious artist, but he also is a songwriter and many other wonderful things. Um, so, you know, so execution is very, very important. Um, so is the artist creating the work at a, at a high level of expertise is important. The message is important, and I think one thing that 
um, I do want to share on behalf of our jurors, and I really feel privileged to work with Matt and Cheryl and our Jim and our other jurors, um, is that we're not looking for an illustration, a religious illustration. What we're looking for is something that will enhance the community, that will have a positive message, um, that will uh, fit into the arts district, but does not have to be an illustration of the arts district either. And I really do think that, um, you know, just, you know, looking at, especially this year's uh, messages that are uplifting, but they don't need, you know, they need to be very much in, in the artist style. So I would say things that are authentic and well executed with a positive message, not necessarily overtly religious, because the plaza is for everyone. And the Catholic Foundation has said that so many times. The plaza welcomes everybody. Um, so that, those are the things that I would recommend to, uh, to an artist looking to apply. All right, we're talking about the 15th annual Art on the Plaza competition sponsored by the Catholic Foundation, and we have two of the judges on the, the line with us, Catherine Wagner and also Jim Keyes. And uh, Cecil actually got to go out last year and interview the winner from last year. Her name is Kimberly Peterson. And her art, which I think we have a picture of, if maybe Sam can put it up, but uh, you, you can certainly go to the Catholic Foundation website. I think it's there as well. It's called St. Peter's Fish. And, Jim, I just wanted to uh, have a qu- quote from Kimberly and then just kind of t- talk about maybe your own motivation since you're a past winner. And she described her winning entry as enabling somebody who viewed it to be both physically and spiritually present. In her words, she said, it's where miracles happen. That was her motivation. And it must be surreal in a sense and just amazing to think, as I mentioned before, that thousands and thousands and thousands of people are going to walk by and see this big, big image that you, that came really out of your mind, out of your inspiration. And so, uh, can you talk about maybe uh, your own motivation or what your advice would be? The same kind of question I was asked uh, to, to, to Catherine about uh, the, your advice to people who are considering uh, entering this con- competition this year. Sure. Well, I'll, you know, I'll echo Catherine's words and say that it, it, it doesn't have to be a religious theme. Uh, it can be virtually anything. Uh, but ideally, it's something that inspires and it's something that it's a concept that pulls together uh, the the city, the community, our people, et cetera. Catherine began with some, some really good ideas that were relevant to these times that we're in today. But I'll share with you uh, what inspired me. In, in, in this case, it was the um, uh, Dallas Symphony Orchestra and led by Jaap van Zweden at the time, who had come from Amsterdam in the Concertgebouw. He had taken the Dallas Symphony to an even higher level. And having been involved with the symphony for many years, as I'd walk out the front doors, I would see that, that mural right in, front of a, uh, right in front of the Meyerson. And so my inspiration was um, actually, uh, I was moved by an experience at the Concertgebouw where the Dallas Symphony had just played. They, they had a, a guest appearance there and they received rave reviews. And so uh, while there, I found a, a stained glass window that I thought was very impressive, and it, it brought to mind the cathedral and the Catholic community and 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 music. And so I tried to capture uh, the 
the image of that stained glass window so that as Yap and the Dallas Symphony would walk out of the Meyerson, they would see that image in front of them and it would, uh, it would continue to inspire. So that was, that was my motivation uh, for the yard. But anyone can have uh, any idea, I think, that is, uh, is relevant and, and inspires others. Great. And uh, you can go to catholicfoundation.com and find out more about this. Uh, there's also a, a list of past winners um, on that website as well. You can also find out more about uh, what we're talking about today is the 15th annual Art in the Plaza competition. And Catherine, I want to ask you about the value of public art. And uh, I know that you are probably familiar with this piece of art I'm about to describe, but my my daughters and I, if we walk down uh, I think it's Main Street in downtown over by St. Jude's um, Chapel, there's this big eyeball. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, we, we may not go into, uh, you know, see, go into buildings and look at art, but when it's, pu- when it's public like that, it, there's just something about it that captures your attention because you almost, you can't miss it. Even if you're not intending to see the public art, it's right there and you're not, you're, you're not going to miss it. So what is um, the, the, the value of public art? And is that something that big cities other than Dallas are beginning to take advantage of more these days? Uh, well, Dave, first of all, I want to salute you for taking your daughters to see art pieces and talk about them. So, uh, you're just right on our page, and I wish I had a quote from you on that. Um, so, yes, a public art has got, a, you know, the longest history. I mean, back to the Mesopotamians, the Egyptians, public art is so important, and um, and societies use public art to bring people together. So they, you know, it's it's creating this shared experience. Just like you say, you don't have to go into a specific place. It's there and it's in a communal space for the community to have not only shared experience, but a sense of place. So, you know, so you defined Main Street by the, uh, the eyeball uh, sculpture and uh, and, and in fact, it's interesting when when people when you ask people to think about the great cities of the world, what pops into their head? Usually, it is something like you know the Egyptian statues or the pyramids or the Eiffel Tower. You know, all public works of art. So, um, so public art is incredibly important, and cities are realizing that right now. The trend, the the most the biggest trend in public art are. Uh, temporary experiences that people can come together for a short time to experience, and um, and also murals. Murals are really uh, mural art is thriving. So to talk about our project, it gives the opportunity to an artist who might work in a smaller dimension to take part in that mural movement because they create a smaller work of art and we will blow it up to mural dimensions. They don't have to paint it. Uh, but thank you for that question, because public art is one of those things that we really uh, think is so important to a community. Yes, yeah, certainly. And we're talking again about, and we only have a few minutes, the time goes by so fast, the 15th annual Art on the Plaza competition, sponsored by the Catholic Foundation. My guests are two of the judges, Catherine Wagner and also Jim Keyes. And I, I want to give some of the particulars of what people need to do if they, and some of the, you know, there's also prize money. I didn't mention that yet. Um, I, I, but I'll mention that in just a second, but I'm taken back to that quote by Kimberly Peterson where she said, 
in regard to the art, in particular her winning last year about this is where miracles happen. And uh, Jim, I, uh, you know, there's something about art, and I know that the art doesn't have to be specifically religious, as uh, Catherine has mentioned, but there's something about art that almost inevitably brings us closer to God, because God is goodness and truth himself. And when somebody sees something beautiful, it's going to elevate them. And maybe um, you can you can comment on that. Just uh, what happens to one's soul when they are they experience something beautiful and good and true in art? Uh, does that make sense, or can you comment on that? It does. In fact, um, if you think about uh, the inspiration of art through the church and the importance of art, uh, Pope John Paul wrote a piece calling uh, art really the, the, one of the greatest tools for evangelism to reach out to people and then move them and inspire them. And it's, uh, it's forever been part of the tradition of the church. In fact, uh, we have a project that we really haven't uh, talked much about yet because it's in very early stages. But we would love to make the uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe, the cathedral, uh, which does sit right in the heart of the Arts District, a much more integral part of the art community within Dallas. And this Catholic Foundation Art Plaza actually inspired this idea of doing it in an even greater way to incorporate uh, uh, more art on the property and make it a, a draw for people because it does inspire, it does it does motivate, and it does people bring people closer to their faith. Yeah, it certainly does. And uh, Jim, Jim, thank for thank you for being with us, and also congratulations on being a past winner back in 2013-2014. Jim Keys, uh, one of the judges of the Plaza, annual uh, Art on the Plaza competition, and I'm just going to give some of the specifics, and I'll let you, Catherine, have the last word. Really, anything you want to say uh, as far as advice or some of the details of what people need to know other than what we've already said. But first, I'll, I'll just remind everybody that the submission deadline is September 18th. The winning selection, selection is going to be unveiled on the Plaza Art Wall this fall, so here within the next um, few months. The winning entry will remain on the Plaza Art Wall for one year, and the winner will receive $2,500. So that, that's some uh, nice money there. Honorable mention winners will receive $250. Uh, the judges are not employees of the Catholic Foundation, but are people with a deep interest in the arts community here locally. And the entries should be respectful in nature, since they will appear adjacent to the downtown cathedral. However, as we've mentioned before, they do not need to be overtly religious in nature. So CatholicFoundation.com is the website. And uh, Catherine, thanks again to you. I'm going to go ahead and give you the last word as we close out. What else would you do you think our listeners should know about this? Well, Dave, thank you so much for having us on your show. I truly appreciate it. I know uh, so does Jim and, and all of our jurors. I would say um, that this is uh, an opportunity that is open to all artists, um, and it is uh, an opportunity no matter what your religion, what your creed, credo is, and that it's, I think it's also especially beautiful, bouncing off of what Jim said, that it continues the heritage and the legacy of the Catholic Church in utilizing art in its sort of most powerful and beneficial form. And I highly, highly encourage artists to take advantage of this opportunity because it could be your art that is on Catholic on the Catholic Foundation Plaza for an entire year in the midst of the Arts District in the coming year. It's a fantastic opportunity. 
All right. Well said. Thank you so much, Catherine Wagner, Jim Keyes. Again, all the information is on the website, catholicfoundation.com. And uh, please prayerfully consider entering because who knows? Uh, I'm sure when Jim entered uh, seven years ago, he didn't say, oh, yeah, I'm going to win this thing. (laughs) It might have come (laughs) as a surprise to him. But uh, thanks to you both. Really appreciate it. And again, Bill Kula, thank you. You you are now allowed to go back to the beach, Bill, now that uh, Bill's in Florida (laughs) on the beach. And so he can get back into the water now that he's listened to the interview. But uh, Kath and Jim, I appreciate your time. Hopefully we'll talk again sometime, uh, maybe between now and the uh, unveiling of the winner. Appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thank All you. right, appreciate it. And again, thanks to everything the Catholic Foundation does. Uh, just great, great uh, partnership we have with all of them over there. And uh, this brings us to the midway point of the program, and we are going to be talking to Joshua Atria from uh, Young Catholic Professionals. He's an artist. We didn't plan this, <laughs> uh, you know, but how, how amazing that he's an artist. And also an architect, and the two kind of go hand-in-hand with each other. But, uh, Cecil, I wanted to let you know that we still have not given away all of our streams to the event next Thursday. So if you would like to watch the July 23rd stream, you're going to get to see the Bishop Burns receive the Transmitter of the Faith Award live here at our studio. You're going to get a pizza. You're going to get a book. You're going to get a a wonderful 30-minute presentation by Monsignor Pope called A, A Summons to Courage. And all you got to do is click on your phone or your computer. I mean, it's as simple as that. While you're munching on a a pizza, (laughs) I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, does it? No, no, it doesn't. Really, it doesn't. So, gosh, I got to text Dave. You want to give your phone number again? Yeah. So, if you, I think we've got two more that uh, we can give away. Uh, Just uh, text me 972-757-2990. I know that's not an easy number to remember, but I'll say it again, 972-757-2990. Or you can email me, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. We're going to have the YCP segment of the Good News Show after this break. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Mother Servant of the Cross, and I serve at St. Bernard Catholic School in East Dallas. We call it the Gem of East Dallas because of our academic excellence, small class size, and most importantly, our Catholic environment. We strive to nourish each child in their faith and personal relationship with Christ. We are currently enrolling for pre-K 3 to 8th grade. If you'd like to learn more about this beautiful Catholic school, please visit our website at stbernardccs.org or call for a personal tour, 214-321-2897. This is Tony Beshera. My wife, Chris, and I own Babbage & Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network, where you're also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babbage & Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999, or you can find us on the web at Babich, B-A-B-I-C-H, dot com. We're hiring. Guadalupe Radio Network has an opening for a general manager of our West Texas and New Mexico operations based out of our flagship station in Midland. It's a wonderful opportunity for a mission-focused, faithful Catholic to join an apostolate dedicated to spreading the Catholic faith by the means of radio. Bilingual is required. Send your cover letter and resume to careers at grnonline.com. Careers at grnonline.com. Hello, my name is Brad Grimes with the Grimes Insurance Group, and I'm a proud sponsor of 910 AM. 
My wife and I are parishioners of St. Francis of Assisi in Frisco with our four sons. I would like you to consider Grimes Insurance Group for your personal insurance needs. We are an independent agency working with multiple carriers. I invite you to call today for a no-obligation review of your insurance needs. We can be reached at 214-494-8800. That's 214-494-8800. Thank you. All right, we're back. I was just reading my text from people texting in to win <laughs> the stream. Sissel's laughing at me, by the way. Okay, so you're on camera, Sissel. You, I know, you know, I can't you do careful. that anymore. I always just love it when da- I'm like, I know he saw me, my hand go up and say, it's yeah. time, it's time, and then I all have to see you scramble. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little distractible, okay? I, I got to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. Now that there's cameras on, the world can yeah, see. Yeah, that's so. right. That's why you got to mind your P's and Q's when you exactly. got, uh, I, I think we're down to one pass. That's all, Ooh. okay? I got two texts. I got two emails. So if somebody still wants to access next Thursday, July 23rd, Summer Speaker Series event, it's like, gosh, how can you lose? I mean, you get a pizza. I mean, pizza, I, I would do it j- just for the pizza. Honestly, I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, 35, that's kind of steep for a pizza. Yeah, but now. you get a pizza, a book, and you get the live stream. Yeah, There's a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, get a book. I mean, yeah, you get the live stream. You get to see Monsignor Pope, the bishop. I mean, uh, we're going to be here. I'm going to be on. Uh, yeah, you know, you can't go wrong. All right, so speaking of can't going wrong, we always, uh, let me see, what's, how do I try this in? We can't go wrong by having a YCP segment once a month here on the Good News Show. Congratulations, right? you made that work. You made it work. I wasn't sure if it was going to make it yeah. work. And typically it's uh, Jen Baum, you know, back in the old days before COVID when, you know, everybody was coming in studio and you know, now, now Jen had a baby recently and so she's very busy and she's all that. So she doesn't always come in studio, but today she was going to and um, she was going to be on the phone but she had lined up her guest, Joshua Atria, and then Jen said, you know what, Dave, just take it away, just you and Joshua talk. And so we have Joshua Atria on with me. He's a devout Catholic artist who uh, is an architect by trade. He's a father of a son, and another child is on the way, so congratulations to him on that. He is a member of the Young Catholic Professionals, and he was selected by Jen Ball to be featured on the YCP segment of the Good News Show today. So, Joshua, thanks for joining us. Good to talk with you. Thank you, Dave. It's good to talk to you, too. Yeah, and if you go to our Facebook page or YouTube, you can see uh, what Joshua looks like, as uh, Sam's putting pictures of all of our guests up there as well. So, uh, Joshua, other than what I've already said, sounds like you got a busy life. You know, you got a baby on the way and one uh, baby son and a wife and, a, I'm sure, a challenging, you know, busy job. Uh, what else can you tell us about yourself, per, you know, personally and professionally? Well, um, yeah, it is busy, but... I wouldn't trade any of it for the world. I'm in a career that, you know, it's kind of my passion from a very young age. This is what I've wanted to do is architecture. But most importantly, um, just really anything I can do to dive deeper in my faith. Um, I'm involved in Regnum Christi uh, with, you know, the Legionnaires of Christ out in Irving. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I'm an active member in that organization and, you know, just spend time, really most of the time with my men's group over there, uh, trying to learn how to walk through this life better as a man. Um, and it's good to have those devout men, you know, walking alongside me to encourage me and to kind of troubleshoot and, you know, just give encouragement to really, yeah. I guess. 
Have you? Um, I know you're a young guy. Um, have you always been on fire for your faith? Uh, you know, and has this fire always been kindled, or is there something more recently that got you back into it? Or uh, tell us about that, about a little bit more about your faith yeah. journey. Yeah. So I'm actually um, I'm not from around here, and that's important in a minute. But I'm I was raised in South Carolina, and my parents did a, a good job of instilling the faith in us. They sent us to Catholic schools. Um, and we were involved in our parish. We were altar servers. And that really did instill like a love for the Lord and for our faith and in my heart. And as is kind of typical these days, I went to college and kind of got separated from that a little. Um, I, I wouldn't say I ever officially left the faith, but I was more of the like CNE kind of Catholic and just did it out of obligation. Um, when I graduated grad school, I moved to Dallas for a job, the job I'm currently at. And it was here that I really started to, um, I guess, get reintroduced. I had a few intense uh, experiences, I guess. I was involved in a massive car accident um, when like, I was three months here. And it was totaled and sent to the hospital. And it's funny, like, Right before that wreck, I was trying to get back into the church, and I was walking into the cathedral, Guadalupe, for a Bible study, and I got so freaked out and scared because I hadn't been in forever that I ran out and went mm. to my car. And, like, literally a week later, I got in the car, and I saw my car and was like, there's got to be more, and, like, something better has to come, you know, for my life. Because, like, looking at it, I, I knew that I had been saved for a reason, um, and... Mm. I wasn't going to just let, I guess, what I was going down that path continue. Um, so I went to the Bible study and I got introduced to two men there that both ended up becoming my roommates at the time. Um, and then I started going to YCP. They invited me actually to a YCP meeting and or the executive speaker series event. And I went and then kind of from there just blossomed. YCP for me served as this amazing conduit to get plugged into the different apostolates um, and organizations here in Dallas and also build my friend group, get a more um, uh, Christ-focused Catholic on-fire friend group, which really, again, yeah, set me off on the right journey <laughs> or yeah. the right direction. Yeah, sounds like yeah. it. Um, so you talked a little bit about uh, your introduction to the YCP, and I I'm just curious because I know there are young people listening and there's also parents of young people in their mm-hmm. 20s and 30s that is the primary, you know, focus of YCP. And how, uh, what would you say as far as how YCP and the way it's organized and has a, a very Christocentric focus and how does it help a young person in this very critical time in their life develop confidence, conviction? to be, you know, bold ambassadors for the faith uh, as a young person. Yeah. Well, again, it gives you that that support system of your peers, but it also shows you people that are higher up through the executive speaker series um, in the panel discussions, and then also the ability to have a mentor. Um, just, what, like, glean what they've done, what they've physically done, like have had success doing, living out their faith in the workplace. Um, that was really helpful for me, uh, just because, you know, when you're young uh, in your career, you, especially at work, you kind of don't feel safe saying 
or living out your faith um, all the time. I'm really fortunate in that the company I work for, they are, they're not Catholic, but there's a lot of Christian leadership and it really trickles down. It's really kind of ingrained in the whole company. Um, one of our biggest things is caring. That's one of our core values about it. And they live it and it is field. But I remember when I first got there, like one of the meetings we had, it was for July 4th or something in the break room and the the operations, um, the chief operations officer got up and said a prayer. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> this is refreshing. <laughs> um, so Yeah, and not, not everybody I, has yeah. that advantage. I, I often no. say I'm, I'm in a bubble because my work is Catholic and I'm, you, you know, by the very nature of what I do, it's like a little Catholic bubble. It sounds like you're in a good place and you've got good, yeah. you know, a good working environment. What would you say to, or perhaps you have friends in this category that are working in, you know, let's say some corporate America where it's not quite so friendly or, you know, you're not really able to have those conversations openly. It could even get yourself yeah. written up. And so what, 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 maybe you, maybe you know people that are in these environments. So, so what's your advice? I, I do. I would just, I would say be, be not afraid. Um, don't be afraid. I have a friend who is actually in my men's group and he was in, and he works in marketing, um, graphic design and he, most of the people there are not very uh, turned on to the faith or really plugged into it, but he every day goes, or most days goes to daily mass. And he was at his elevator going down during lunch and someone asked him what he was doing. And he usually just says, oh, I'm just going on a walk or whatever. Um, and this individual is, I think he's got like piercings and all these kinds of things on the surface doesn't appear to be Catholic and isn't in actuality. But he decided that one day to tell this person, I'm actually going to mass um, for, for my lunch break. And he invited him to go. And the person ended up going. And it was a good experience um, for them. So, I mean, I guess you're always, it's always surprising when you do uh, speak truth, the response that you get. Right, right. And it leads really nicely into the next question, because I wanted to ask you about, about, you know, your work as an architect, which of course is art in a sense, and I introduced you as an artist, and I don't know if you had a chance to hear the, the previous interview, I was talking about the, uh, the Catholic Foundation Art in the Plaza competition, and uh, Jen actually provided me with this quote that I'd heard before, and I wanted to get your comment on it. Uh, Dostoevsky said, beauty will save the world. Uh, you're an artist, you're an architect, uh, you're kind of in the business of beauty. Uh, what does that mean to you, and how would you tie in art, architecture, beauty with your, your Catholic faith? So I love the quote. I agree 100%. I did listen to the segment earlier, and I've actually worked with Catherine Wagner. Wag Wagner yeah. at the, um, the BCA. We participate in the On My Own Time art competition every year at Beck, where I work. And I led that for the last three or four years. Um, and I just think it's a wonderful organization and a wonderful program. But as far as art, Catholic faith, you really can't separate art in our faith. Like art flows from our faith, true art, like and true beauty. Um, it's all around in our churches, in our music, in our um, paintings, in our statues, in our iconography, like all of it. And I've always been attracted to beauty. Again, since I was like four or five, I wanted, I had this 
attraction and this desire to um, to create. And my parents really saw that and they instilled that, like they did the best they could to bring that out um, in me. And I believe architecture, it is art and um, it informs the world that we live in and around. Like you can have ugly places and you can have beautiful places. Um, and I think that, well, I won't go into too much, but I think that modernism has taken away a lot of that beauty, um, both in the secular and in the uh, religious world. Um, and, and I've especially had problems with, uh, which not to be too controversial, but um, like growing up, I went to a Catholic school and it was the main uh, church in the town I was in. And after Vatican II, they had humbled the sanctuary. So they had carpeted over all the marble and wood floors they had plastered over all of the frescoes and everything. And they just made it kind of what they said was humble, but um, they took away the beauty in my yeah. mind from that space. And I know that's common in many churches across um, the country and the world. And what really inspired me was when after I was in school there, probably 10 years later, they initiated a campaign to um, bring back the church to restore it to its former glory um, and they did it, and it had a very profound effect on, I believe, the church and the worshipers. I know a lot of people had been in the suburbs, but a lot of people started to come back to the city for that church, uh, my family included, and a lot of the parishioners at the church that we were going to. Um, so, again, people are attracted to beauty, and I think the church really should um, embrace that more and like they have historically be patrons for the arts. And that's one of the reasons why I do love the, um, the Catholic Foundation's plaza right next to the church. I, I think it just, and being in the arts district, I just love everything. Yeah. About yeah. That. And it's such a God incidence that uh, you were scheduled today. You really, <laughs> you had no knowledge. Jen had no knowledge of what our first interview was. And, uh, you know, God, God is so good. Joshua Atria is my guest. Yes, he's he an is. architect. He's also a marketing volunteer for why the, the, the young Catholic professionals. You can find him online at youngcatholicprofessionals.org. They also have a, a fall conference coming up, uh, ycpconference.org. Uh, we're going to touch on that here at the end of the interview as well. And I want to ask you, um, Joshua, about the, you know, the, the people in their 20s and 30s right now. We're, I don't have to tell you, everybody knows this, we're living in a very tumultuous age. There's so much unrest. We've seen so much of it the last couple of months. And it just seems, you know, from a 53-year-old's per perspective, that this would be a challenging time to be young, uh, to be in the 20s and 30s. And I just wanted you to address that, and maybe also for the parents of these ca this yeah. category. How, how in, in particular in this age, is it best to apply the faith and evangelize this age group? Yeah, I think it's more important now than ever um, to be faithful, to be strong, to be like to really cling to the the traditional tenets of our faith and the lived practices and devotions and really all of it. We're called. I think it's amazing. Like it is scary, but out there. But it is amazing that we were picked to live at this time. And I've heard it before that you know saints and saints in previous generations are jealous of the people that get to live in this time. For the persecution and all of that, um, jealous in a holy way, obviously. Yeah. But um, 
it, it can be scary, but it just calls us to be stronger, to have a deeper relationship with Christ and with Holy Mother Church and to really cling to the sacraments um, and our and our brothers and sisters in Christ um, because we can't do it alone. And so, it, again, it really does necess- necess- uh, make necessary community and stronger community. Uh, within the church. Yeah. Uh, tell us about the balancing act that you must be doing. You said you're involved in Regnum Christi. You, you got your job mm-hmm. as an architect. I'm sure that's challenging. Mm-hmm. And uh, baby on the way and one baby mm-hmm. and a wife and, you know, involved in probably a lot of, you know, YCP and helping them. <laughs> so what's what's your advice? And I know uh, prayer is a key part of it. Uh, Jen provided the prayer, pray without ceasing. I don't know if that's something that is one of your mottos in life, but tell us about how perhaps a prayer in your spiritual life helps you, you know, balance, you know, keep all the balls in the air yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, I would never be able to do anything I do without prayer um, and without the Holy Spirit. Like I have felt the Holy Spirit working and a lot of the stuff that I have done for YCP, I'll just be sitting there stressed out late at night, that's when I'm able to work on this stuff. And like, never in my life have I been able to do something so fast. Um, so I attribute that 100% to the Holy Spirit. So, but prayer, a, a kind of, I don't like the word regimented, but a disciplined prayer life and approach is the best for me, especially with the craziness of my schedule, um, meeting with the spiritual director and getting confession in once a month, both of those things. Um, and then just a rosary every day and uh, listening to things like Catholic radio. So big EWTN and KTH supporter right here. Thank you. Um, yeah. Love it. And just trying to incorporate prayer in our family as well and exposing our son um, to, to the faith. Uh, it's a little hard right now, obviously being separated from physical church. Um, but I will say one Side note, an interesting thing that has been a blessing from this quarantine, we go to St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas, and for a year, about a year, we were going to the 7.30 p.m. Mass, and we loved the music, and we weren't able to go because our son was getting the age where he wouldn't sleep at night at that time, and so we, we weren't able to hear the music anymore, and we had no idea who it was. Well, we're listening on this, we're live streaming and on Sunday, and we hear the music and we're like that's them and then we looked at the credits at the end and david and lauren moore and <laughs> they're just amazing yeah they're they're so amazing and i'm so happy that they're able like that more people are able to experience their beauty the the beauty that they create yeah. in the music um he's just such a good man too yeah i've had an opportunity to meet him he's been in studio here uh with us before and uh, yeah that is i didn't realize he was he did the what well, did he he was the the music for the seven thirty p.m mass over yeah. there at saint thomas hey joshua i want to make sure we don't uh to use a double negative don't not talk about <laughs> this uh conference uh, i'm just going to read yeah. a, a little paragraph uh, that jen had sent over and then i'd like you to elaborate and maybe give a pitch for why people should be involved in this conference. 
and it has been postponed until the spring. This is the Young Catholic Professionals, uh, quote, fall conference, which uh, the annual conference is going to be April 30th to May 2nd of 2021. And the unique feature this year is that uh, they're, they're going to have more Catholics in their 40s, 50s, 60s present uh, to interact formally and informally uh, with young people, networking, small group mentorship, uh, experienced Catholics. You know, there's going to be a whole lot there. And the website, ycpconference.org. So, Joshua, if you could take it from there, um, maybe talk about the theme or anything else that might intrigue people to go to the website and consider signing up for this. Um, I'm actually not sure what the theme is this year. Oh, St. Joseph. I've, I've been, yeah, there you go, St. Joseph. Great theme. Um, and I do actually think it does fall on his feast day that, that year, so that's a nice God incidence right there. Um, but it's, it is an amazing opportunity to grow deeper in your faith and to also, as a, a YCP member or professional or um, leader, it's a great way to connect to um, leaders across the country because it is a national conference and people come in from around the country. That's kind of the other reason why it was postponed. Um, people can't really travel mm-hmm. right now. But um, I've, I've been one time and it was just, it was a great day. Uh, I gleaned a lot of um, practical takeaways at that time that helped me uh, in my role at the time at YCP and um, also just personally in my spiritual life as well. Yeah, I definitely recommend going uh, for fellowship, uh, for growth, and um, just a good time in general. Yeah, awesome. And Jesus is going to be there. I, I just say that. Well, John, Jonathan Rumi, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the Jesus from The Chosen uh, is going to be there. Uh, uh, I'm not familiar. Uh, Dina Dwyer Owens, did I pronounce that right? Uh, Dina Dwyer Owens is going to be one of the speakers. Of course, there's going to be a whole lot. And this is still many months away, but uh, you'll find out more if you go to that website and learn as we get closer, ycpconference.org. I want to thank Jen Ball again, founder and national executive director, for all that she has done to bless the church and uh, many local communities as well. And uh, our great guest, uh, Joshua Atria. Joshua, thanks so much. Uh, really appreciate you spending some time with us on the program today thank you i've enjoyed it yeah it's good hopefully we can talk again soon and uh, appreciate it very much joshua atria uh, architect you can tell he has his uh his ducks in a row when it comes to uh the spiritual life so thanks so much and sister we got more than five uh you know uh, really yeah, yeah we got I, wow. I, don't, I don't even want to say what i'm talking about because then people keep texting <laughs> me but uh don't forget summer speaker series event is next thursday the 23rd of july 7 8 p.m sign up at grnonline.com thanks Cecil. thank you sam great job today and uh thank you for listening thanks God for bless joining you. us for the good news show here on kath 9 10 a.m on the guadalupe radio network Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. Hi, this is Dave here at the station. You know, we're all feeling the impact of the pandemic that we're living through right now. Every family has been greatly impacted. Small businesses have been particularly hit hard, and that's why I'm asking you to please keep all of our KTH 910 AM sponsors in prayer during this challenging time. Many of them have had to close down or limit their hours. When you hear of a KTH sponsor, lift them up in prayer, and also, as you're able, support them and thank them for their support of this station. Thank you. 
Hello, my name is Mari Buford, owner of Buford Roofing and Construction and a former player with the Super Bowl champion Chicago Bears. My wife and I are members of St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Grapevine and longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Buford Roofing provides residential and commercial roofing repairs and total replacements. We can be reached at 817-329-ROOF or online at BufordRoofing.com. Have a wonderful day. Catholic Charities Dallas serves 50,000 people a year. Our Time for Giving annual campaign funds 17 programs. St. Jude Center houses 104 seniors. Our food pantries have fed 24,000 families during the COVID crisis. Our education program prepares children for school. This year, we are unable to hold our annual second collection. We are relying upon generous Catholics to give at ccdallas.org to support our mission to serve all those in need. Now is the time for giving. Loretta House in Denton is a pregnancy resource center that serves women dealing with unplanned pregnancies. They provide free pregnancy testing and free ultrasounds. Clients receive material goods like diapers, baby items, clothing, parenting classes, and more. Loretta House is an official apostolate of the Diocese of Fort Worth. All services are provided free of charge and remain completely confidential. Many babies are saved and many hearts changed. For more information, visit LorettaHouse.org or call 940-380-8191. KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. 